I like boobies. You like boobies. Vicky likes boobies. You're tacky and I hate you. Now, are there any damn questions? Have you any idea what the street value of this mountain is? This is a nice fish, you know? Big fucking eyes, but a nice fucking fish. Now make yourself one, dickweed. Sorry doesn't put the Triscuit crackers in his stomach, now does it, Carl? But did you die? Maybe it's a 10-year plan. Good evening, bottom feeders and underachievers. It's time for your weekly dose of free entertainment. Thanks to the amazing crew that is Nerdies. This is the dwindling crew. <laughs> dwindling crew, yeah. Uh, Vinny's fine. He put in for his vacation. Kyle's just using another fucking sick day, and he's out of them. He's used all up, all his PTO up, and he's going to get a sternly worded memo. Is it, is it demerit worthy? Oh, that's a fucking demerit. He he didn't. It wasn't even last night or this morning. Yeah. He was like. Three hours to showtime. He's like, guys, I'm probably not going to be on. Oh, thanks, Kyle. Your timing is great as ever. Love you. Then I was all like, bent out of shape, and I was like, I'm just going to put the show back on fucking Fridays and I'm gonna fuck everybody. <laughs> fuck everybody. Yeah, like I have anything going on. I know. Because I moved the show to Tuesdays because everybody said Tuesdays was easier <laughs> for everyone, and now everybody's always fucking calling out. I did, these are great. I did this show with fucking pneumonia. You did? Yes, I did. Oh, yeah, that's right. I hold everybody to my standards. <laughs> Anyways. That's right. We all have to be able to talk if we're sick. It's the weekend. I am Justin, your host, as always, joined by... Mike? Partially joined by, I guess. I said my name. Uh, Joe. James. There we go. And, uh, yeah, we already mentioned where the other two chuckleheads are. It is uh, a Fix It episode. For those of you that are uh, tuning in for the first time for a Fix It, we take a movie that might not have been too great and we make it even better. Yeah, you're right. Sometimes whole series is, is, which is what I think we kind of have to do here. So we were originally talking about just doing Amazing Spider-Man Two, right? But but the problems start earlier than that. So I was intrigued when this one was thrown out uh, to start here. I don't, I don't hate this movie, and I... there's not much that I um I run up against. So I kind of. <laughs> Can't wait to fucking hear. So I suggested this one just because the second one just dropped on Disney Plus, and I I like the first one. I remember when we all saw it in the movies, yeah. like we saw it together, and <coughs> I know Mike's gripe with it. I know it, what was his big gripe. Well, the big gripe, gripe remains. The big gripe will always be it. 
it's basically the design of the costume, but most specifically the blue in the hands. Like it, the entire design, and I've watched it recently. The entire design makes no sense. They just kind of took the Spider-Man costume and pulled it like taffy. They did, and then put it back together again. But there are more issues than that with that movie, for sure. I've come to realize, though, with both of the films, it's a they got so many things right compared to the first series. They fixed so many problems, but then made so many more mistakes that it kind of levels off. I I did. I just finished the second one, and I recently watched the first one, so I I do agree with that. Yeah. I mean, we just watched the first one a few weeks ago, so meh. James says I, meh. I hate Andrew, meh. I hate Andrew Garfield. So I don't understand this. Dude, I, I don't hate, get. I, hate I don't get Andrew it. Garfield. Why? Dude, I don't know. I just of, something about his face. Out of the three, you're my, you're my if you're going to just talk <laughs> Spider-Man, not Peter Parker, but Spider-Man, he is my favorite. Uh, I can understand they did a lot of fun stuff with his Spider-Man. His energy was really good, although I think Holland's energy as Spider-Man is a little better. He's had a lot more interesting people to play off of, though. This is true. He, you know, but, you know, I know we haven't gotten into it, but you cannot just... Well, the reason, over the the chemistry between him and well, yeah. Emma Stone. The reason the reason I was I was weirded that we started with this Spider Man series is because that fucking Tobey Maguire Spider Man needs Tobey more help. Tobey Maguire is good, bro. He's my favorite. There's so many problems. Better with than movie. Tom Holland, dude. You're out of your mind. Yeah, you are. No, out of yeah. dude, Tobey Maguire. He is. It's a classic. Classic doesn't always mean better. Yes, no, it no. does. There's so many Dude, problems. Dude, it was so good. <coughs> I love that movie. Okay. I well, love the those point movies. of order is that we're trying to fix the second series. And yes. I say, <clears throat> if we're going to start with the first one, there's not a lot of things we really need to tweak in there. They're there. <laughs> well, let's but start no. where we usually start. And we go director, Mark Webb. Yeah, perfectly fine. fine. Yeah. He did a good job. He did a great what job. Just need to get in his ear about a couple of things. Tim Burton Spider-Man. <laughs> what if Tim Burton did it? Tim Burton Spider-Man would look super anorexic. Everyone yes. dies. And his eyes would be all hands. swirly. <laughs> He'd would have... he fight a giant spider? <laughs> no, that was that was only if John Peters produces it. Yeah. <laughs> we have <sighs> Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man slash Peter Parker. Tobey Maguire. Mm. Yeah. That's fine. It's good casting. He did There's a good job. no problems with the cast. The cast, pretty much, well, the primary characters are excellent. I felt like a lot of supporting characters in that first movie were just <laughs> like a lot of the extras and fill-in people. All the people, the thugs that he bumps into sure. are pretty generic thuggy. Yes. Martin Sheen, Sally Field, great Uncle Ben and Aunt mm-hmm. May. Mm-hmm. It's great. Well, I mean, Better than the originals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh. I don't know what you're talking about. Even the even the Flash Thompson in this one. That's the thing that I feel like going forward needs to carry over more. I don't even know if I want to bring it up now, but when we get yeah. to the second movie, mm-hmm. if there's one character that gets disserviced, it's Flash. They set yeah. up something really good for what he could be. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's that's your mains here. It's fine. All that's fine. Director's fine. Yeah. Uh, villain Reese Iffins as the Lizard. 
Oh, yeah, yeah I like, good. See, yeah. I like that. Yeah, all good. And uh, having that attachment to to Peter's parents and all, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, should Peter be the chosen one? That's a big hang-up that people had about this one, where it's like, anyone can wear the mask. It's become a big thing in most Spider-Man stories. Well, in this one, anyone else who got bit by a spider would just die. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. his blood. Like, yeah, yeah, he was genetically... Uh, either he was put on, they were programmed off of his DNA. Yeah, off, yeah, off of his father. His father used, uh, Richard used his own blood. Yeah. yeah. But we didn't find that out to the second one. I mean, yeah. Don't spoil it for me. You're but I hate it. Too I'm late. Late. God. Andrew Garfield sucks. I, uh, he does. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, that bit's, it's a bit much. We, I think we could. Too many spiders. We can get rid of that. We get a I would, I'd be happy putting the whole Mary and Richard Parker or spies thing in there and not really touching on it yet, but to to have it be that he's super duper special, I'd, I'd rather not have that part in there. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's so special. Like It just needs to be what it always is. He, you know, Parker Luck, he gets bit by a radioactive spider, he gets powers. Uncle dies. Right place, right time. Yeah. Or wrong place, wrong time. It depends on who you ask. Gripe with, like, the beginning. I thought Peter was a little shown as too cool. Cool, yeah, too. he was too cool. He wasn't... Yeah. yeah, but, like, that's the thing. So, this movie came out in 2012, and, like, it was cool to start having, like, it was cool to be a nerd. So, your your normal, like, fucking Peter Parker's a dork thing wasn't going to work. It could, if you want to, to have that whole going from being the wallflower to the super-powered wallflower. But he was kind of, like, kind of a cool kid. Peter was never, ever cool at all. Like, skateboarding Peter Parker just doesn't make sense. Just, it didn't feel right. Sticking well, up him saying, being like, the guy that sticks up for another kid. Before he right. has powers. That felt weird, because it's like... That's more spine than Peter ever... He, he would want to do it, but he wouldn't be able to do much about it. Yeah, Peter should have been the one getting picked on. Yes. Right. Yes. I, I don't care if he skateboards again. It was 2012, so... Some of the normal... You know... Nerds. Spider-Man tropes weren't going to work. But, like... He could still have been the bullied... I mean, he kind of is. I mean, like, because he, like, gets picked on when it's, like, he's hanging, like, the posters up. He takes a few shots in that one fight with Flash, that's yeah. for sure. But he never would have got to that. Yeah, if no. he didn't stick up for that kid. Yeah. <coughs> unsuperpowered Peter thing to do. Very unsuperpowery. So... I did think there was a couple things that were a little rushed also in the original. Um, going from like zero to a hundred between him and Gwen Stacy. They, their, their relationship kind of escalated pretty quickly. I think she, well, she was always aware that of Peter and, and Peter. Well, I up. They, they have that one scene early on where you can tell they hadn't really talked much. Uh, like after his concussion or whatever, after he got his ass kicked by Flash, 
So that's their first real conversation. I see what Joe's saying, though, because it's like, all right, we've talked a couple times. Hey, do you want to come over and have dinner? All right. Uh, yeah, you're sneaking in my window. Yeah, and I want to, like, okay. Uncle Ben died. Out. Yeah, like, but it's, it's a movie relationship, so it yeah. doesn't have... They don't have the time in those two and a half they, hours. They have the time to make it seem like time has passed if they want to. But they did. Yeah. They did kind of like dumb kids jumping into love really quick. Yeah. Kind of like, she goes like as Mike just said. She, uh, she goes from talking about the concussion thing to when Uncle Ben dies. She's like the one consoling him, and it's like you've talked to him like once. That we've seen him, like, them actually converse. Yeah, but if they're, you know, after that moment, we don't know. Because it's very montage The movie is very montage. It's got more than a few montages. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, as we know, time does pass quickly in a montage. You know, if we were going to replace anybody in the crew, I think we replace the editor. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> You know what this movie needs? More montage. <laughs> montage. Just one big montage. One inferred story. You don't quite know if something's happening. You just gotta believe it so, has. Right. So you, you're aware time is passing. So that's where you're gonna get the connection with the two of them. If they condense this to like just a specific amount of time, then sure, we can omit the off-screen montage kissy face stuff. And then you could tell a more linear, we started talking, and now, oh, I like you, oh, I like you too, kind of story. But then you don't get the emotional impact that you get later on. That's a whole other movie, no way. Uh-huh. Right. Well, no, I'm talking about in this movie when when Peter cuts himself off at the end after her oh. dad dies. Yeah, I guess they have to be all in by that point, or what's, right. what does it matter if they're not talking anymore? Because they, there's a lot of shit set up in this movie. Yes. You got his whole parents, half of their backstory, Peter's issues, Gwen, the relationship with her father between Gwen and Pete. Then you have the lizard, the lizard stuff, and then you also have the looming shadowy figure of uh, a Norman Osborn and Oscorp. Peter getting his powers. Yada yada yada. It's it's very loaded. You got yeah. You got George George Stacy and Peter and Spider Man. You got their whole yeah. Ross. And it's like, a trend that will continue into the next movie. Yeah, they like they uh, they fucking loaded this movie up. So, all right, where are we with this? So, I know there's one obvious change that I want to make is the lizard. Like what about, about him? That that whole design. I liked it. Do you like this design? I did. I gotta say, I would like to have seen him evolve a little bit. Like start out with that way, the way he looked in the first few comics, and then to a more like beak like dinosaur yeah. look mm. as it went. Because like to you know you're not gonna have him. At least at that point, they didn't think they'd have him in too many movies. Right. So you try and get as many versions. If it's a character that can mutate. Two different versions of them. Why not? Because you know they have that kind of design shit in there. Just to just to appease fans, try different versions if you can. But no, I do like that that kind of snub nosed look. Yeah. It allowed for 
uh, a lot more emotion. And early on in the thing, that would make sense. He can be very emotive, and then later on, when he's getting more bestial, he has more of an iguana face. Yeah, I don't like it when he looks too much like an actual fucking wizard. <clears throat> when he just looks kind of like a longer-beaked fucking velociraptor. That annoys me. There's got to be some humanity to it. Otherwise, he looks like a dinosaur. Yeah, and then you, then it's just fucking Jurassic Park. Like we knew we weren't getting we weren't getting cartoon Doc Connors. We were not getting that. No. Where are we? We talked about the suit. Yeah, Mike, what do you want the suit to look like? Uh, yeah. I, I'm about to launch into something. I don't even mind if it doesn't look like it does in the second one, because they over-course corrected. That one from the second movie is too, almost too much like the comics. Like they, the, the eyes are way bagly. They, they, heard, they heard you. They, they are huge. They're like yeah. this big. And it looks kind of cool at times, but at other times it's like, whoa, that's just absurd. Uh, I I think you could simplify it, make the colors, <laughs> maybe make them the same because they're very dark in the first one. It's oh, almost yeah, yeah it is. It's, it's like almost black and black. Yeah, but it's just a almost a little bit of blue in that black. Because I, I love the costume at the end of No Way Home. Like, yeah, if you're going you. to think of the perfect Spider-Man costume, it's that. The. The reasoning they gave for making him look the way he did in the first Amazing is to differentiate him from the previous three. I get that. But to go so extreme, there's small little details you could tweak on that design that everyone, even, you know, lay people will look at and go, oh, that's that version and this is this one. If they just did the thing where the the red on his arms doesn't connect to the glove part... Mm -hmm. And they did the same thing with like the, the waist area where he doesn't have the belt thing around. It just goes straight down. Do little tweaks like that and you'll know that's the Andrew Garfield one instead of making it a mishmash Jackson Pollock mess of a costume. And the eyes are black, like jet black. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, because he used the, the sunglasses. The lenses, yeah. yeah. A little closer or like 50% closer to what they did in the sequel and then for the sequel do that same fucking outfit because that thing was so sweet yeah mm-hmm. I didn't mind his the spider on the back you know the his kind of it's a bit long out. and weird yeah and even the front one is more it's it's the complete opposite of what Toby's was yeah it kind of goes all the way down the red yeah mm-hmm. it's a very 90s extreme version which is weird since it was late 2000s and now I can actually produce again. Yeah, I can, produce too. I can see things. Yeah. I just... Yeah, there's not as much with this one overall that needs tweaking. No, there's small things. It's mm-hmm. What you could tweak about this one is what are you planning to tell in the second one? Good Because the so, second one is like, where I had my most gripes. Sure, but... For as jam-packed as this first movie was, it it barely, with the exception of Pete and Gwen's issues, connects. Because uh-huh. there's there's not much mention of any of the Connors incident. 
in the next movie. And the only the only bit Blazed. the only bit of, of Norman you got was just like the shadowy pictures in Oscor. Yeah, the first one. The first one? Yeah. I don't think they ever gave it to Nah. <laughs> because no. they hadn't cast the guy yet. Right. So okay. like if if you were going to use the Osbournes in the sequel like they did, I would have done a bit more with them. They're the most frustrating part of the whole thing. They don't make sense in no. any capacity in the story. No. Uh, Norman, you're going to bring him in there for maybe two scenes. I think he only really had one scene. He had the Harry scene. Right. I remember. Mm-hmm. Just to kill him off, to not make that be a red herring and bring him back later, that literally all you did was have him there to not even pull anything out of Harry. Yeah, I, he, what the, I don't remember what the scene accomplished. Just to give Harry more time. He's in that scene, and then he's in a, a video with uh, uh, Richard Parker. Okay. So, yeah, but, he barely has any time in the thing, and what, it's all just set-up stuff. No character shit. What gets me with that is you had this huge thing in the first one with Richard Parker and Doc Connors basically doing the same experiment. And then the second one, you replace Connors with Norman. In, in a flashback. Well, he, there's the notion that they all were together on this kind of stuff. It was Norman p- pushing them to do stuff that maybe they weren't ready t- to do or willing to do. And it's just picking which moment to flashback to. Because, like, maybe it would make sense for Norman to flashback to a scene where all three of them are together to get, to add some kind of layered context to their mm-hmm. their uh, joint history but it, it also just kind of makes sense for him to remember specifically a time with just Richard like, if yeah. it was MCU yeah all three of them would have been together oh yeah they would have just had Reese Ifans come in for like one day just to film shots of right. them shaking hands like the first one they tried jamming you know they jammed so much and this one they tried jamming <laughs> even more yeah so Villain-wise, do we even want to keep the Osbournes in there? Because I'm thinking we should try and fix the trilogy that never happened. Figure out what this one would be, what the second one would be, and then where the third one could go. It depends. Are we going to go with some of the deleted characters? Uh, Maybe down the line, because we know there was somebody in there that never really got a name. There was also MJ. Yeah. Okay. Black cat, MJ. So the question is then, are you, because their post-credits was a <coughs> Sinister Six. Oh, that stupid-ass setup for the Sinister Six? <coughs> or, and then you got the deleted alternate ending. Which one was that one? The Richard Parker's not really dead. Yeah, he comes back and Peter sees him and they, they have some kind of dumbness. Okay. Yeah. So then... I'm thinking of two potential storylines here. Uh, one just popped in my head. If we're if you're gonna use that shit, uh, you could do like the '90s cartoon did, where he could see his dad. It becomes becomes a spy thingy. Maybe introduce Silver Sable at some point and uh, Chameleon. Yeah, it comes down to, do you want to focus on the Richard Parker thing, or do you want to have it just be... Or, 
do you Spider-Man. just do Spider-Man going through a rogues gallery? But the third movie in the trilogy is usually a build-up to something big. So then, what? <laughs> it, so then, what is that? The if, third one was supposed to be the the the, sin of the six. Right, but uh, like if we're looking at it from our point of view, and we want to eliminate the Osborns from this, I don't think the Sinister Six is going to work. I don't either, because I literally watched, I finished the second one, like, moments <laughs> before we started the show. And I, go ahead. I, I just, I hate the way the Goblin is used. I It's so short. He's He's literally the Goblin for maybe five minutes in the movie. I would like yeah. to. I would like to bring Harry in as a character in the first movie. Keep him all the way to the third, but make him not a bad guy. Okay. Yeah, we we saw this in Spider-Man Three. Harry, good, 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 and then at, by the end, he's the Goblin. Yeah, but I don't want that. I just want. I, yeah. I just want him to be Pete's pal, Harry. Mm-hmm. I take that. I still want. He might go evil. No, 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 no. No, just throw the whole fucking thing to the wind and just be like, no, he's just he's a bud. He's got, you know, this Pete has a friend. Okay, but if he's there, the Norman's around. So Norman's eventually... But we know, we know Norman's around anyway because Oscorp still has to be involved when it comes to Pete getting his powers. Yeah, but so then the question becomes, okay, Harry's there for the first movie, not doing much. Is Norman there for the second movie and we start to set up? Does, does he kill Gwen in the second movie? I think Gwen should die in the second movie because I would like to see more it's- brooding... It's one of the best things they did in the whole sequel. Sure. That whole sequence. did that, that doesn't need to be changed at all. So then, the third movie, does that become Spider-Man no more? Uh, I, I think you have him isolated. Uh-huh. And you kind of play off of what they did in the comics, just do it a little more serious, where Aunt May's trying to reach out to him. And part of one of the things she's doing is, like, talking about her neighbor, Anna, and her niece... Right. Just hinting at MJ, and then MJ is the finale, like kind of the end of the actual issue. But it's not about him falling in love; it's about him getting past his hurt and accepting that he can potentially. Yeah, that's the Pete storyline. Yeah, but uh, does he walk away from being Spider-Man for a bit? Because he, um, well, he does it in the second one, right? You, well, and then he comes. I think and then he's already done once. Or, do or do we take it out of that second movie? So I'd like to see. You know how when he talks about No Way Home, he stopped pulling his punches. He got he got angry. He got bitter. I'd like to see that Spider Man like total that's, just emotion. Right. That's kind rage. of what I'm thinking. Like he he goes complete Spider Man. Like he's almost never Peter anymore. Right. Like he yeah. says. Like he he just doesn't. He <coughs> drops out of school. But is, but is that the second half of our second movie, or is that the third movie? And if that's, that's the, how the third movie starts, I would do that in the third movie. So if we're on the second movie. I fucking hate Electro. I Jamie Fox was great in No Way Home. I, he was. I like the villain, but yeah, I don't like how he was done in that second one. He was done raw. No Rhino, right? Oh, no, we don't need oh, Rhino. Fuck, no. I want. I want Rhino. But, like, I don't the real want. Rhino? I do not want Giamatti, and I don't want a mech. Yeah. But I want. I don't want him. Like I want him to be just a a like quick. Pete Webzum beats his ass. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like that's the Rhino you get. 
I I would even be happy if they, you use him in a similar method that they used him in the movie, where he pops up a couple times, but he just keeps beating him. Yeah. Yeah. That's and you get Dolph Lundgren. He's too old. <laughs> well, Giamatti wasn't young. And Giamatti wasn't right. He wasn't right. No. Oh, no, he wasn't right at all. No sense. Cena. I mean, if, if we want it to be the Goblin, do we just have a bunch of rogues, unimportant ones, throughout it? Well, that's what I mean. Like, where are we going? What's what's the... Who's the third big bad? Who's, like, the guy that you're like, oh, this is what we've been fucking building to? Is it Norman? Is it the Green Goblins in the third one? And But, like... He goes all out, like, going after Aunt May, MJ, like, Pete Pete's comes out of the Depression, and then all of a sudden he's plummeted back into it because so, of the Goblin. That's why I'm feeling like if we, if we're going to explore the, the Pete where he's all Spider-Man, I think we have to amend the first movie where him and, uh, here, him and Gwen have already, like, kind of started flirting. This way, we can de- we can devote more time to their relationship a bit longer than that first one, so that within the first two acts of our sequel, that's when she kicks it. And you're you're you are so you're you're emotionally attached to that character, so it'll hit harder. Right. So wait, she doesn't die as the third act crescendo. She dies no. like as the second act, and you have yes. a whole act of him dealing with it. Right, and, and that's. Be- he has to have dealt with it by the end of the movie. He's starting to move on. Yes. Or the, the end of the movie is that you're not sure where he's going to be next time you see him. Right. And then this way we could start the third where it's like he's like doing a fucking monologue. And he's just like, you know, as much as I've heard, I've heard other people being the way that I was, yada, yada, yada. And he's a bit more back, not fully, but a bit more of the Spider-Man we see in the first one. So. You know, we could probably keep him. No, I thought the the, the <coughs> wings looked good. I think we could put Vulture in this and make him the one who drops Glenn. You got a flying. He's flying. My only you didn't. My only problem with using Vulture though is he's going to be used in the Holland stuff. But at this well, at this we could we could in our hypothetical realm launch in this world. No, no, no. I agree, but like. Can we can we go for something that hasn't been done yet? It, at, it, let's pretend this is two thousand what fourteen? I think was the sequel was Spider Man two was like two thousand fourteen, two thousand thirteen ish. Okay, uh, I think it was the same summer as uh, Age of Apocalypse, Age of Ultron. So that's twenty fifteen. Uh, it came out twenty fourteen. Yeah, May second, twenty fourteen. So. And I like I was just watching that that scene where whoever that character is is walking through, and you see Doc Ock's arms, and th- that vulture's wings look pretty badass. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah, it's not that the stuff doesn't look cool. It's where do they where do the characters come from? How big of a role do they play in it? And is it just forcing stuff onto people to pull off a heist or to just to fight Spider Man? What is the connection right. to him? Why so is it like, matter? It makes sense that it could be Norman because if we're establishing Harry as a character and a friend, you know, he's going to be at odds with his father. Dad could find out about Peter. 
And then, you know, that's if we're going to do Goblin as the third villain, then he, you know, maybe Peter doesn't realize who drops Gwen, and that eats at him too. Ooh, I like that. And you Are know, we keeping Ravencroft? Do we need to? We could pull other villains from there. Like, people held their experiments, you know. Because, like, then that... Octavius? We were already talking about how overblown the other versions of it are. We don't need to just start wedging characters in. (coughs) Yeah, I don't don't want to... I'm, we're trying to like slim it down a little. So if the if the the story of our trilogy is Peter's loss of love and a betrayal of of oh, somewhat of a father figure, it it feels like unless it's the Goblin dropping her in the second movie, it doesn't make sense to we, me anywhere. We know that it would be the goblin dropping her. But yeah. Pete uh-huh. might be so like, oh, fuck, is that Gwen? And is just focused on trying to save her. And he he's not aware. Or it's the his first glimpse of the goblin. He doesn't know it's fucking Norman. True. So he'd never interact. Like, there's no buildup between the two of them. He has no context of what this there's thing no, is. There's no Spider-Man goblin buildup, but, like, Norman could have cased this all out from just. That's it, a it's, very weird way to go about like having them never fought before, never interacted. Just this, this guy just that that doesn't seem to breed much emotion. But what content. if it's what if it's Norman's always been after Peter? Norman knows that uh, Norman knew, like we could say Norman knew about the blood. We could still hold that thing where Norman is throwing sick. Out, throwing out the blood thing. No, I don't want Norman sick. I want Norman. I want peak fucking Norman. I want American Psycho Norman Osborn. Oh. I want. Um, I want the Bradleys Coopers. What about? Uh, I just Peter think he, knows he's, where he's always been after Pete, right? Like. Not in a gonna murder him way, but like he was always wanted Pete to work for him, right? And okay. like Pete could just be like, I'm honored, and you've, oh, you know, you've been there since my parents died and all that, just like my aunt and uncle, but you know, like I don't necessarily agree with everything Oscorp does. Okay. And like it could just be a point of contention where like all the time Norman's asking and asking and asking. And Pete just, like, dodges him at every corner. He's just like, man, I, I just, I can't see myself working for you. Like, and I appreciate it, but, like, we're we're too close and stuff like that. And, like, it just, Norman could, he's a whack job. Well, there's also the carryover from Norman never really respects Harry. Harry's that not too. as smart as Peter. He's not as capable. He he wants, it's the, they've already established it. It's the son he's Peter, always The son wanted. he always wanted. Right. The son he should have had. Uh, and the remarkable thing is that Harry doesn't resent him for it. Right. We could, we could keep Harry as a good person in that, but it does wear on him. Yeah, but but not but not at Peter. No. Miraculously, but yeah. it still makes Peter feel guilty. Of course. And that's the only annoying thing is that Peter feels so guilty that Harry 
feels bad that his dad's put them all in this situation. Right. But that's fine. That makes for a good relationship there between the two of them. It's a different portrayal than we've seen of those characters before. You know, I... But yeah, I mean, then we... Norman's just like, oh, I'm gonna fucking fix his ass. And I'll I'll fucking... I'll make him want to work for me. There'll be some kind of weird fucking... I don't know. Uh, MacGuffin. You could have it that Norman's working on the serum. He's got this thing. It's like the next generation, you know, and he wants Peter to consult on it. He knows Peter knows right. a lot about this stuff, and Peter refuses to. And part of it is the way he's always treated Harry. He doesn't yeah. want to work for Norman because he knows who Norman truly is. He doesn't. He doesn't deserve Peter's efforts. Essentially, he doesn't want to help him help a guy that bad. And because he doesn't, Norman screws up the serum, and it turns him into a whack-ass, crazy green goblin. And this, once he finds out who Peter really is, he blames Peter for that and for all the other shit that Spider-Man does to stop him. Right. And then he's just like, oh, the quickest way for me to get to Peter is to start fucking murdering people. Because that would be his train of thought, right? It wouldn't be... Well, it's crazy goblin. Right. Uh It would be, you know, the extreme. How do you flush out Peter? Yeah. Yeah. I'll break him. And not once, though. It would be a fun thing to play with. He never, you know, the shit with him and Harry. He never once thinks to kill Harry. To affect Peter. Mm. Okay. But that'd be pretty cold. Yeah. And at some point, Harry thinks it's like, oh, well, my dad loves me so much that he's not going to jeopardize me. But no, you're just not worth it. Yeah. You're, you really don't. I never thought you mattered to Peter that much. I thought you were just. <coughs> yeah. Uh, he took pity on you. Yeah. Going through just different rogues just to see, just add maybe like you have like some lower level guys show up, you know. Yeah, could do like interjection uh, moments. Maybe fucking the wrecking crew, the wrecking yeah. crew could show up at some point. Tarantula. Yeah, that's I, I was kind of thinking that, or even like some of the mob guys. Yeah. Not Kingpin now. Oh, uh, the enforcers. What are those guys? What? To- Three Tomb- idiots. Tombstone? No, the, the the there's one guy who's who's kind of like old west. The other guy's like a monster. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the third guy's like a big galoot. I can't remember their yeah. name, but they're they're like they're mugs for hire that pop up every once in a while. Yeah, that would be a good one to just throw in there because they blend in perfectly fine yeah. with just a group of goons but they stand out enough that people like nerds will know oh okay the guy in the the guy with the friggin 10 gallon hat and the 7 foot tall goon oh I know who those guys are yeah or I mean we could have also led to Craven Um, that's why I'm thinking if you kill Gwen in the second one and it's the, the goblin does it and he dies like kind of a classic version of it blah 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 then you get a really dejected Peter in the third movie and if you throw Craven in there as his villain he's already in a very dark place and he's being pushed to the edge 
it could be the thing to make him break. Like you were talking about, he stops pulling his punches, but he's not mm-hmm. killing. That this could be the thing. Someone's hunting him, and it could kick in like his instinct. Does he just give himself over to the spider? That's pretty dark for an end of a trilogy, though. But when you get away with it, when he doesn't actually, the third act of it is him coming back to the light, then it's just that much better. But I always like, when it comes to trilogies, trilogies I always like like an uh, uh, underlying story. So uh-huh. then we have to work Craven in there through the first and the second one somehow. Even if it's just name-dropping him in the first one and then the second one... You get, you know, or it could just be the events of the first two movies drew him in. That's fine. This this spider guy, you could you could tag it at the end of the stuck the second one. Yeah. That after everything's happened, this guy, this hunter dude, comes to claim his prize. I think I. You I, have him actually hired by Kingpin. Kingpin's wedging. He's Pe- this, this Peter's too young to have any issues with, like, the mafia. And if it's a mercenary thing, it takes away from the personal connection. I, I do prefer the concept that Craven does this because he loves it. Because it's who he is. And this is the ultimate challenge. Yeah. Unless... <laughs> we use Craven as the villain in the second one. And we find out that Norman's the one who, who arranged for Craven to come. It's a way to go with it. If if you want to build to, toward Norman being the final villain. I just like a more personal storyline. You know, because if we go, it's like Craven just comes because he wants to hunt Spider-Man. Like, that's a great story, and I want to see it. But it doesn't, for me, it doesn't feel like the third in a trilogy. It, you could look at it that it's disconnected in a way because the villain doesn't have a personal connection to him. But there's something interesting about it to me where he is so disconnected from everything that he's got to fight through this thing to find himself, even if this thing doesn't have any connection to who he used to be. Unless we go complete off the wall here, and when Pete has his mental breakdown at the end of 2, he comes into contact with the symbiote, and the fucking hunt is Black Suit Spidey versus Craven. I like it. I, if we go into complete, just not repeating any of the shitty things that Spider-Man 3 did. Like, any... No emo Parker, no... No, it wouldn't be like that. It, it like, looks cool actually, in my head. aggression. It looks cool in my head, but it feels like it's forced to just have the symbiote come in there for just visuals. You could just have him put on a black costume if he's really feeling that mopey. So... I still like... I still like Norman as the, the, the big bad for the third. We did talk about Flash. We could make Flash Asian Venom. It's too early. Pete's got to get the suit. Yeah. That's the problem we've had with every version of the fucking symbiote in the movies. It's not enough time. 
It's it's like or, uh, it's like Dark Phoenix. It's just yeah. not built up enough. Or there's two movies where Spider Man's not even involved with Venom. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, I want if we're gonna do it, you know, I'm all about Flash having a redemption arc, but like, you know, Eddie Brock's got to show up. Yeah. Trying to think of like a, I I'd really like, but it's again, it feels very forced to have Flash's B story or C story be that he does he joins the army, and that's like him going into the surface is what happens in the second one, and then the third one you find out what happens to him like when Peter's at his lowest he runs into Flash, and this shit has gone down. Like he's he's lost his legs. He's he's in a really bad place, but he's still he's the thing that brings Peter back. <coughs> so like the conversation they have, but then after having the symbiote show up in either the second or third one, the final scene, like the, the end credit shit, is them bringing Flash in because they've got a piece of the symbiote and they right. Yeah, it dovetails into his own thing. Wow. Um, I'm reading little tidbits about what the planned third and fourth movie. I didn't even realize they planned a fourth movie when they announced the third. For Garfield? Yeah. Um. I know Black Cat was supposed to be part of it because they Miles. They were going to have Miles in there? They were going to bring in Miles. They talked about Peter passing the torch to Miles in what would have been the third movie. That's pretty quick. He was only like three or four years old at that point. Yeah, that would have been way too fast. There was so Uh, much left to establish with the character. Yeah. His rogues gallery wasn't even up yet. Yeah. Yeah, they're talking Sinister Six, uh, basic, because they were supposed to do the Sinister Six movie. Yeah, I Shit, at that time, he hadn't even joined the 616. The Ultimate Universe was still around. Yeah. Yeah, they planned on doing the Gwen return, where she would okay, come so back. Maybe it's, maybe it's a good thing that it did fall apart. It looks like it's just a lot. Of just a lot. Uh, yeah, they didn't know what they were doing over there. No. Feige take the wheel. That's kind of what. Yeah, they needed to do it. All right. Doesn't matter what they were gonna do. Yeah. Um. We have to decide what we're doing. What's the most villains per movie you're happy with? In this situation, like, because we've seen them wedge, like, uh, Homecoming got like, a whole bunch of them in there, but they, you know. Big named villains or in general? I'd say how many big multiple scene villains make sense for you? Because, like, we were saying, you could throw a whole bunch of low levels in there. <coughs> who, who would be your Riddler and Two Face for this? For my second one? For, for both of them. If you've got, if you need to fill two villains in there, 
not to just fill out real estate, but to build shit forward. And this, the, and the second one, we were thinking Craven and Goblin, right? Yeah. Norman would be in the background setting himself up, and Craven would be the the big bad. So then do you have another actual active villain in there and just Norman's the shadow one? That's the thing. If we're using Craven, I don't think you have to. Craven, Craven's enough presence and drive for him to be the whole, you know, the whole main issue Peter faces for our one act, or act one, act two, and even the beginning of act three. Especially if we're going to kill Gwen off by like the end of act one. Is. Well, remember, we're adjusting the first one so it spends more time in their love story. So that when we begin the the next movie, we kill off Gwen, Pete goes into his downward spiral, and then we have the issue of Craven's coming because he wants to hunt a man spider. It's, that is legit fridging, though. We could have Peter... No, she dies. Yeah, but it's usually the crescendo for the end of the movie. She has a lot of time throughout. But if we're devoting the entire first movie to him and her... It just looks like it from the... Like, if a movie starts with a love interest dying... No, 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 I'm not saying... Like, by the end of... She's not, like, five minutes in, we're not killing her. Like, there's more story. Maybe the beginning of the second act is when she, she kicks it. But, like... If we want to get the Peter on the edge thing, you know, he's he's got to be in it more than just the third act in the beginning of the next movie for it to make an impact. And for his change back to, like, have enough, you know, emotional force on the audience for them to be like, yeah, Spider-Man. I was thinking two acts of the third movie at least. Yeah, but then it's then it's the this is the same fucking boring routine every other movie does where they do this that to the to the hero, where he's a douchebag, he's a douchebag, he's a douchebag. Oh, not a douchebag anymore. I'd rather it start earlier where he's like, you know, maybe I've been a douchebag. If you can get it to time out, it seemed it it seems tricky <laughs> to try to get that pace oh, yeah. to work just to have it. Like, see, no one does it this way, huh? No one's ever changed character beats this early in a movie and then tried to write out two acts with a different character type. Oh, we can, because he just reverts back to the character that we've already known from the first one. I'm like, I'm looking through, like, he's feeling it. I don't want to use any supernatural things. Or Or is it that we do the he walks away from Spider-Man thing and that's the beginning of the third movie and Norman just starts fucking killing more people just to try to draw him out. This sounds like a horror movie. We're not going to... I like... We're not going to use Morbius. No. I... I I liked in the, the game how, you know, the whole story with Peter working with Octavius, like working for Octavius. Yeah, that was sweet. But we wouldn't want to use villains that they've used in, in Toby's. 
it's bad enough that we need to use the goblin. Right. And it's it's forcing us to do this friggin' juggling act of how do we make or, it fresh or we, what's happened before. Or we don't. We don't use yeah. the Osborns at all. Or we keep Harry as a friend and Norman, he's around, but he's just, he's fucking Norman. He's not. Do you want to go with uh, Hobgoblin? Ned Leeds? Yeah. No. He didn't exist. Well, we didn't know anything about Ned Leeds in the Amazing Universe. No. But again, if we're not going to use, <laughs> if we're not going to use the Green Goblin, I'm not going to use the Hobgoblin. It's the same problems as before with none of the connective tissue. Right. So, like, if we strip this back, I, I want him to have a friend. Like, yes, yeah. he, yes, he's a fucking dweeb, but, like, having Harry gives him a bit, you know, a bit more connection to the audience, right? There's no parents there. He loses Uncle Ben. You already feel bad for him. So, like, you kind of want Pete to have one thing that's kind of steady. It's not always his love life because usually they die or leave him. So if we keep Harry as a side character, we don't use Norman as a villain. We stick with Connors in the first movie. The second movie then becomes who? Do we make it Craven? Does Craven kill Gwen? Craven could use Gwen as bait to lure Peter out. But she's got to die, though. Well, yeah, she's got to die. Uh, that's where I'd pull Vulture in because he's a flying character. He could drop her. You don't need. Well, he to, could, you don't he need could to drop her from anywhere. anywhere. Yeah, Craven could climb a fucking building and just be like, "Oops." But then, what's what's the third movie? Uh, okay, Venom is cheap. Yeah. Well, Venom's cheap unless we're going to tell a really good fucking story with it. It's cheap because you're already dealing with a character who's got internal issues. So this makes it like, oh, I've got another thing in my head that I've got to wrestle with. And once I've dealt with this, I've dealt with my own problems. And it's very after school specialist. So, so are we actually are we going to end this on a trilogy or are we going to are we going to do no, it? No, we, we got to end it on, on a trilogy. Because yeah, I was going to say, if he's if Peter's going dark, why don't we just go, you know. Carnage. Because we got because we have to establish Venom and Eddie, and the symbiote suits, Spidey. Like that's the problem with the Venom movie, and that's the problem with any time Venom has been used in anything else. There's not enough time spent because there's a fucking catalog of story to tell with just the symbiote. So we won't use the symbiote then. Right. Then who's a then who's a big enough pain in the ass for Pete to be some sort of underlying issue? We're not going to use Doc Ock because they just just used him in Toby Spider Man. Okay, so Ock, Sandman, all the goblins are off the table. Right. Go Shocker. Not big enough. Not Scorpion. No, nah, I was just gonna say Scorpion. What about? 
there are any of the mafioso guys. You we, you could do a whole gang war thing where it's the whole city's get tearing itself apart while he's yeah, being like Prowler. At this point, Prowler is so connected to Miles. Miles, I wouldn't want to cross it too much with Peter's story. Mysterio. Mysterio, yeah, but. <laughs> trying to keep them grounded Mysterio would be pretty interesting you if you want to play off of him losing his mind yeah of him falling deeper and deeper into the abyss that's a great character to play with well wasn't the uh mystery guy at the end Alistair Smythe <coughs> that's who he was I'm pretty sure that's what they said he was but Smythe is basically just the tinkerer with a better chair yeah, that's the other thing too. Like the Spider Slayers, they're Pete, Yeah, and Pete's too new in this story yeah. for him to be that big of a pain in the ass for someone to be like, "I'm gonna build these fucking robots to uh, eliminate this fucking asshole." We said no to Scorpion, right? Yeah, Scorpion's fine for like a villain that shows up at random. Tombstone. Uh, that's Mob. So if we're not. Yep. For not using Beetle and all that. Beetle's another hired hand. It's that's that's the sad part. He's only got a handful <laughs> of characters that really oh no I was gonna... touch on his personal side, and they they're like above and beyond. And all the other ones are street level thugs that he never really gets into their lives, and vice versa. Mister Negative wasn't even created yet. That's yeah. and they used him way too well in the game. Uh, Moreland's always one you can go back to, but if you're not playing around the multiverse, that's the that's with the, the thing, inheritor, right? You're you're wasting an opportunity. Jackal. Do you do a clone? Why not? You know what? If we're gonna go fucking crazy, make the third one a clone, and he's really going nuts. He's got to fight himself. Maybe that's how Norman. You know, Norman gets his blood, tries to, and somehow an experiment goes wrong. This way, this way, Norman's the bad guy without being the bad guy. Right. Uh, Jacko, I'm just going to Jackal Alter Ego seeks revenge on Spider-Man, who we blame for Gwen's tragic death. So that clone can have, you know, your well, we memories. Could, we could do clones. Multiple multiple Peter clones. You can have a Gwen clone show up, but because she's got none of the memories, it's just the husk of her. And seeing that really fucks with Peter. You could do Ben Riley. You do Kane. You do a lot of crazy shit. Yeah, I like clones. Clones would work because it hasn't been. It wasn't done in any of the Spider-Man movies. It adds an element to as, of emotion. It, it, you got that darkness of Peter. It's gonna get messy though. It can. Like, it can. It, no, it needs to get messy. Oh, it needs to get messy. Because you can't have that many Peters running around. Like there's mm. got to. It's got to look like the end of Gremlins too. Oh you know yeah, what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's fine though. Aunt May, oh, she's surviving? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah we're, not, not? we're not fucking killing Aunt May. Yeah. 
I, that is the one thing. We have to give Aunt May more time. Yeah. Sally Field complained. She's like, I don't um, in these movies. I have, like, one or two scenes. So we could have her start, like, she was she was helping people. She became the nurse in the second movie. Um, she opens up the homeless shelter. She becomes more transitioning more to the helping people. It gives her something to do. Yeah. And if we use Craven in the second movie as the villain, that's how Norman gets Pete's blood. Yeah. Yeah. They should have a, a Jameson in there, too. Oh, yeah, we need a Jameson. We need a Jameson. I think he needs to be 30-something, though. Yeah. Maybe that's and, our Bradley's Coopers. Yeah, that would be a great spot for Bradley's Coopers. And I'd like for them to play off of the concept that Aunt May married his dad. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's our yeah. se- our second movie introduces Jonah. Yeah. And the third one has John. Yeah. Yeah. If, as if everything else in his life wasn't going crazy, Aunt May found a new guy, and it's just so the father be- of the dude who ruins his life. Yeah. We could even have, like, we can kind of insert uh, towards the credits in the first one that it's uh, it's a newscast with Jameson. And he's just like, this spider menace. And that's how we get introduced to him. And then he's just verbally assaulting Spider-Man throughout the entire second movie. Even have a moment where Spider-Man saves Jonah from Craven, Or something Craven does. And he's still just like, piece of shit. Hopefully better than that. He's pure surprised by it. Well, yeah. And then that that makes it even more awkward and fun in the third one. When there's family dinner. Geyser. Hmm. What was that? I was going through my notes and oh, okay. there was a video. But yeah, I like our version. Sounds fun. Yeah. There's no giant robot rhinoceros. That's no, for sure. Fuck no. Or awful yeah, no five minutes of a thing. goblin. Yeah. No rotten teeth goblin. <laughs> no. Meth, meth goblin? Yeah. <sighs> no bleeding beard goblin. And at the end of the movie, he was he was, he was was normal. Nice. Yeah, and and after the water rushed over Jason Voorhees, he turned into a little kid. Uh, we, don't, we don't know what happens. <laughs> That's the next trilogy in the story with Andrew Garfield. He takes on classic movie villain. Or horror villain. <laughs> Spider-Man, Spider-Man versus Jason. The Wolfman. In. Alright, uh, that's the show. Blah, blah, blah. If you like it, blah, blah, blah. If you like blah, it, facebook.com slash nerdies. Nerdies at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, Twitter, at nerdies. No, <laughs> Twitter, Joseph. It's Twitter. Just because some billionaire had a little fucking temper tantrum doesn't mean I'm changing Twitter. You know what? You still tweet on X. You know no, that? You do. It's, it's, that the same, sounds it's like, the same fucking thing. That sounds like some drug-induced thing. You tweet on X. Yeah. Uh, nerdies.com blah 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 buy t-shirts uh, nerdies.myspreadshop.com 
and get all of our fun stuff on like a whole bunch of clothes tons of different things workout bag yeah hemp bag fanny pack Uh, if you want multiple hats beanies if you want um, some can't stop the rope drop gear my other podcast go to can'tstoptheropedrop.myspreadshop.com and get the same kind of items there, but with those fun designs. Halloween shirts coming soon. I know a special one. <laughs> uh, sinfulcreationsbyjustin.com C-I-N-N-F-U-L creationsbyjustin.com Get sweet treats to fill your mouth holes while you listen to their free podcasts. There you go. It's the way to pay back the system a little bit. I've uh, Make sure to check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash nerdies. Be sure to subscribe and hit the bell to get notified when we drop new content. New content is coming, and be sure to like and drop a comment for, you know, all of our other videos. Check them out. They're really cool. Uh, if you want to sponsor Nerdities, email nerdities at gmail.com. We'll croon, we'll spoon, we'll talk about your product and or business. Hey, Joe. Yeah? Do we have the ability to go live on Facebook? Yeah. So we can... uh, Actually, I just upgraded my system. We can go live using my video card. So I was thinking we could do a live show on Facebook one night where these idiots can uh, do live donations. Uh, yes, uh, that sounds like a very actually good idea. We, uh, we should... Uh, promote the shit out of it. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about it. Good. Let's really depress ourselves. Uh, We actually can do some things with uh, Spotify as well. We are on Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, everywhere that you can get a podcast, you can find Nerdities. German fan sites. Uh, India. We're in India now. Uh, (laughs) Worldwide. Anywhere. Anywhere in the world. Literally. Yeah, we are yeah. we're satellite waves, you can get us. Yeah. <laughs> so subscribe to us, follow us, drop us a line. We are here. He means like <laughs> hey what's up, not like a line. No, yeah, like literally just to be like, Hey, you guys are you know, I listen to your show. <laughs> I, I, I am just like yeah. <laughs> Try your best line. Hey, nice pants. I bet they look better on the floor. Oh, you're My right. Name <laughs> <laughs> My name is Jeff. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, Mike, go ahead. Hey, the nerdies created out of Portland. I would know where nerdies are. Bye bye. Bye bye. And why should I care? Mmm, dry.